good morning good evening and good afternoon guys thank you so much for being here i am prayank andelwar your host for the day and we are here at day 3 of photon legals future of health tech webinar summit with me today we have dr leon eisen uh, douglas ban masom from africa and denis kovirzin from canada guys today we'll be talking about different aspects related to healthcare and the digital transformation which ai is doing in the health tech space today uh, we have four eminent speakers with us everybody is leading in their respective organization and each and everybody has made a dent in their career in in their respective jurisdiction so let me welcome all of you on board thank you so much for uh, shedding uh, keeping your valuable time for us and uh, i'm sure uh, our discussion is going to be uh, fantastic a lot of people who are watching us live on linkedin youtube facebook everywhere are going to learn so much with uh, what you have in the store for all of them thank you so much once again let me quickly introduce uh, all of you let, uh, let me start with uh, mr dennis coverzin dennis my friend is in is from canada he is president and co-founder of life elevated inc uh, life elevated inc is into digital healthcare and wellness uh, space uh, these guys specialize in voice assistants and provide care for people who are in the medical field dennis has a long experience which ranges from sales be it e-commerce telecom even uh, dennis has assisted a lot of startup companies in creating their b plans as well dennis has been helping them to raise funds move from state a to b and now he's here he is uh, creating virtual assistants for family care specifically for seniors senior citizens as well dennis thank you so much for coming on board uh, we're delighted to have you thank you very much i want to thank you all as well for inviting me to this e summit i'm looking forward to partake in it excellent fantastic and yes one more thing one more interesting thing about dennis is uh, he is uh, a sports person he's an athlete and with this olympic going all around he was also practicing so, some of his moves and trying to break his own record as well <laughs> in in my heyday in high school i was a javelin thrower actually india has a gold medal from javelin yes. so that was pretty neat congratulations india <laughs> Thank you thank you so much Dennis thank you so much for bringing that uh, point here yes we have uh, the only uh, gold medal this time from uh, Neera Chopra and it's in the javelin throw uh, so yes uh, good connection there yes it is all right next we move to Dr Leon Eisen Dr Leon is a phd in quantum physics one of the rarest topic which people would typically choose in this industry right now but yes so what what leon has been doing is he is an inventor for almost 30 patent applications he he has published almost 20 research publications as well he is an entrepreneur speaker and startup mentor and is passionate about healthcare transformation he has been into this health tech space for more than 15 years and that's why we have him to share his knowledge to share his passion about transforming home care of pe- for people with severe chronic diseases i mean uh right now dr leon is uh, leading oxytone medical uh, from idea stage to the i mean he has also got several rounds of fundings and now he is at the growth stage prior to oxytone he was also working with several other medical device companies as an engineer senior consultant and uh, different positions like executives as well with all of this thorough knowledge uh i'm sure everybody has lot to learn from you uh leon Thank you so much for coming on to the panel. We are delighted to have you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here and share everything what what is valuable for your audience. Thank you. Thank you so much. Next we have Douglas Bang Masom. Douglas is from Cameroon. Uh Douglas comes from a different background altogether where we have people from engineering background where people we have Dennis from uh, sales ecom telecom sector while douglas is working with an ngo it's into public health innovation uh, and he's working for people in the africa and using technology using innovation so innovative solution to improve their health and also onboard out of health tech startups which are solving health related problems for african people 
Douglas, we would love to learn from your experience. How are the situations in Africa? How are you using innovations and tech startups specifically to help your cause? Thank you so much for coming to the panel. Uh, we are blessed to have you. Thank you so much, Priyank. Um, it's my pleasure. And thank you for inviting me to this uh, webinar. Uh, I'm very happy to be here and to represent Africa on this uh, <laughs> workshop. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. Thank you so much, Douglas. Uh, I love you all. I mean, the way you have progressed in your life, the way you have excelled in your experience in the professional way, professional career as well, the way you have identified what you are doing and why you are doing. I mean, I've gone through all of your profiles and I'm blown away. So that's the only thing I can say. I love you all. Thank you. Thank you. So let, let's start our discussion. I mean, the reason why we are here is to share how AI or how health tech companies are disrupting this healthcare or medical system altogether. So for last one and a half year, we have been experiencing pandemic and we are all uh, seeing the changes which this pandemic has brought to the world. One of the changes is that we are connected across over a mobile or a laptop through an internet sitting across in our respective homes, right? We are connected across the borders and still able to talk, conversate and do this webinar live thanks to Zoom, thanks to the technological disruption. Similar way, a lot of innovations are happening in the tech, health tech space as well. So with this philosophy, with this thought, we thought, why don't we bring together uh, people who have been successful in their respective life and share their knowledge so that the rest of the folks across the globe can learn from your learning. Okay, so thank you so much. Let, let me just start this webinar by uh, asking a simple question to Leon. Leon, you, ha you have an excellent academic record. Uh, you also come from Israel, where innovation is uh, imbibed in each and everybody. I've been to Israel myself. Uh, I've spent the summer of 2015 in Israel uh, at Tel Aviv University, and I've seen how college folks take innovation so seriously and end up uh, having their own startup, which then they further go ahead and sell it to the rest of the folks. So Leon, you could have easily got a cushy job. I mean, you were already working with so many uh, organizations in the past. Why did you choose entrepreneurship? And why health tech? Oh, this is important because it's some kind of, kind of personal issue. I uh, met tech because I decided to, to bring some uh, value to the to our society. Because before I was a scientist, and as you know, why scientists and professor has a low salary? Oh, with respect to entrepreneur or somebody else, because what professor is doing will be applied in 50 years mostly, yeah? So just take uh, their salary and cut in 50 years slice and you will have a very small salary for professor. It's a joke, but actually uh, I decided, I was invited uh, to, to, to manage development of optical systems for medical devices after I finished my scientific career. And I found it not only, only exciting, I, I found it uh, some transformative because we're living in a transformative time. And uh, today transformation happens in all levels of our society, on, uh, on a personal level, on a customer's level, on industry level. And finally, all these transformative activity just conjunct or released in growth of different industries and healthcare is not an exception. Unfortunately, in healthcare for the last years, many last year, I didn't see a lot of disruption transformations. Uh, mostly it's having some efficiency transformation. So money mm -hmm. make money. Like once Professor uh, Clayton Christensen said in his uh, very important book, uh, Innovation Dilemma, money makes money. And this is what happens as well in medical industry because the medical industry is very tough for innovation. So it's better and easy to go to make it all flow, workflow, everything more efficient than more innovative. Mm -hmm. And this is what I, 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 this is my why issue. So this is what I was going to, to transform. And uh, I was right because COVID uh, just revealed 
that there is a huge line, bold line between, for example, healthy people, people with one chronic disease and polychronic disease people. So just imagine today, today, we have exactly the same devices, exactly the same, almost same similar care plan for patients with one chronic disease and patients with five and, and more chronic diseases. Mm-hmm. independent on risk level of these patients. So, and this is very, very much, so it's not holistic. It should be holistic approach. And today they just could differentiate by prioritization of each disease today has a problem, which doesn't have problems. So we don't have holistic approach because all these devices take telemedicine. What we get, we get all the time some improvement in efficiency of telemedicine without any innovation in telemedicine. So uh, what does it mean improvement efficiency? If we have chronic patient, diabetes, patient receive glucometer. If patient mm-hmm. has five chronic diseases, patients receive five devices. Now you ask patient, to make measurements with all these five devices, blood oxygen saturation, oximeter, uh, blood pressure monitor, all these stuff and send this data uh, to, uh, to the call center or to the physician. So it's it totally not holistic, one-time measurement. You don't know what happened to this patient. And this is the same applied to one patient, uh, to one uh, chronic patient, one chronic disease patient or the polychronic disease patient. Same approach. Mm-hmm. Because of COVID, we found that there is a huge line between these type of patients. So, for, for example, okay, you make it more efficient and more efficient. You have thousand television companies. Each company do exactly the same, but with different level of implementation and efficiency. But there is no innovation. Now, innovation came. What does it mean? It's some devices that enable to measure all these vital signs from the same place, continuous and save patients in real time. It didn't happen before, but it's very tough to penetrate into the market because it requires to change the mind of uh, market players from some efficiency uh, approach to innovative mm-hmm. and disruptive approach. So this is when I realized this, this just driven my wish, my desire to make difference. Fantastic. Fantastic. I mean, uh, this is an awesome uh, vision statement which you have and your desire. You have clearly understood that, okay, there are multiple chronic diseases and people have generally polychronic diseases. I mean, they they would have at least one or two uh, more chronic diseases and there is no single device or a medical device which will let people, a patient diagnose or test uh, his disease level. Uh, by using a single device and then there you are uh, the oxytone uh, medical which is helping patients to do diagnosis on multiple exactly. chronic diseases on a and single device is, right and this is not only because of device because you have real-time data and a lot of data multi-parameter mm-hmm. multi-channel data taken in real time synchronously you can uh, apply some holistic approach artificial intelligent tools uh, build some uh, some uh, indexes so you don't have like today okay Call patient, tell me what kind of oxygen saturation you have today. 96? Oh, bad. 98? Very good. Thank you. Forgot about it. I have to ask all these questions all the time. Now I don't have, I don't care about what oxygen saturation specifically this time at these patients. What I care about some compound index that is, uh, that contains all these parameters at once mm-hmm. with some different weights applied and I can apply this index I can holistically understand the patient health status and this is made of uh, FDA clear made of medical grade data not Fitbit data that is poison for any artificial intelligence tools and people try to do it but it's poison it doesn't work mm-hmm. so this is the future now we're talking about voice recognition in addition to all these data. So we're talking about multi-parameter data that could be vital signs, biomarkers, it could be voice recognition, it could be everything that deliver information about patient health status. Then we can combine it in one index. We can have real-time index. We can follow this index. And at the same well, time, this innovation will 
also bring more efficient management of this patient. Mm-hmm. Patient not die, patient do not get into the hospital because you have prediction tools to recognize mm-hmm. based on these indexes. And this is the future. How to implement this? It's a different story. We try our way. Somebody else, some company, there are great companies, try it in different way. But finally, this is the trend. Fantastic, fantastic. Honestly, yes, this is the trend. This is what the future of health tech uh, is all about, uh, identifying and analyzing data, multiple data from different data sources and pulling out a meaningful index which will help the doctors, the healthcare and the patient to take a decision at the end. Excellent. Thank you so much, uh, Leon, for sharing that. Uh, moving on to Dennis. So Dennis, Leon mentioned a very fantastic point uh, that money attracts money. Right. And uh, it is. Uh, but yes, I agree 100%. True. <laughs> I mean, of course, money comes first and then the management, right? Right. Right. Exactly. So money, money attracts money. And the moment I said this, Douglas started to laugh. <laughs> he, he had a smile <laughs> on his face. So, yes, I mean, that, that's true, right? Money can help solve a lot of problems in the world. So, while you were enjoying your life uh, by advising a lot of startups, working in health, te- uh, working in telecom, e commerce, and even uh, uh, your sales gig in the initial times, how did you land up doing voice assistant care, healthcare based system? And running a company like Life Elevated. What's your story? What's your what's your journey? What's the journey? Well, it all depends how far you want me to go back. Okay, so uh, you brought up money. Okay, I'll come back to, to money. Okay, but uh, my journey is really about the health of myself and my family. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what I have to say is not it applies to everybody. Okay? Health is universal. It applies to everybody. Okay, so in my family. For example, my dad had diabetes. He didn't look after himself very well. I had my own health issues. And my brother got cancer. Okay. Mm -hmm. So all of these things had affected me very much. So as I progressed in my career uh, in the technology field, uh, I just said, I observed, first of all, the significance of health, but also the significance of the support of family and friends and also of positive motivation, no positive motivation mm-hmm. behavior. So all of that came together one day when I said, okay, I want to start up a company. I want to apply my technology knowledge and I want to apply friendship and motivation. And that's how Life Elevated was created. I combined all of that together. From that, when we first started the company, my business partner and, and I, my brother, we're both electrical engineers. So we got together and we said, we're going to start up this company. It's got a life elevated ink. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? We're going to uh, uh, handle, we're going to uh, address health, wellness, and quality of life. Sometimes it's called whole health. Okay. So how, how do we do that? So we sat down and we brainstormed for weeks. Okay. What would be the ultimate solution if, if there were no limitations? And that's, you know, that's the creativity. That's the innovation part of it. So after mm-hmm. much discussion we said the ultimate solution to help a person would be a friend who dedicated who cared for you and dedicated your life to help you every day with your health and your behavior and motivation and all of that of course that wasn't realistic but what we did is okay what we're going to do is we're going to create a virtual friend that has health and wellness smarts and that's mm-hmm. how we came up with the concept of the virtual friend. And so for the last couple of years, what we've been doing is we've been creating a virtual friend. So a virtual friend is a smartphone app uh, mm-hmm. that uses verbal interaction. As Leon mentioned, okay, voice is becoming a big, a big issue with respect to the whole world. I mean, there's now, you know, customer engagement through business. It's really growing there. But voice is also going to be a future within the healthcare field. So that's what we're doing. We're creating a, a verbal or, or a virtual friend based on voice. And so the idea behind there is that it, it helps a person. It's with the person all the time. Your smartphone is with you most of the, most of the time for most people. 
uh, half the world, uh, 3.5 billion people have a smartphone or feature phone. Uh, and what the phone, what the virtual friend would do, it help a person in three main ways or four main ways. Number one is it would help a person with self-care. This is things like exercising, mm -hmm. uh, doing, uh, eating healthy and those kind of things. So, so it's going to help them with that. Second component that we came up with or determined that's important for health and well-being is mental health or mental wellness. Everybody will experience some mental health episode, anxiety, negative thinking. Through voice interaction, we help the mm -hmm. person with mental wellness. And the third thing is well-being. What is well-being? Actually, psychological well-being is actually a defined uh, issue or item in the healthcare field. It basically applies to happiness and life satisfaction. So these are, and so our virtual friend also helps a person with that. And on top of that, we provide, the, the virtual friend verbally obtains uh, parameters like weight and all of that verbally. Okay. What we're looking for is a low cost solution to help a person look after their health. That's a summary. Excellent. I mean, this, is, this is great. Look, a solution. Uh, look, look, basically a friend, a virtual friend who will look after the person when nobody else is there. Nobody right. else is around. Uh, and this virtual friend is just uh, basically a mobile phone. Right. All you have to do is give the voice commands and your friend is there and it's active. Awesome. And I also like your uh, uh, motivation, the desire to come up with this point and the name life elevated itself comes from the motivation. So you want to elevate the life of the people who are using it. And that's a strong why. And I really like it, Dennis. Excellent. Thank you. You, you also mentioned the point that uh, friends and family care is what uh, uh, was your starting point uh, and the reason why you pursued this idea. So basically, the why is very personal, right? Very much. Actually, this is awesome. Our, our inspiration was our mother. Okay. Okay. So we first, our first target market was actually for seniors. Okay. Mm -hmm. And our mother was our inspiration. Um, she lived 300 miles from me. Okay. So I was a virtual family caregiver for her for years. And then in her last year of her life, I was a personal, I, I moved in with her and I looked after her. But over that period of time, my brother and I applied technologies to communicate with her and to help her. In fact, our first product was a voice-based or a telephone-based service that would give her reminders. So that's how I was starting. But our and in fact, it, you know, that could still be a value, okay? But we moved on into more sophisticated technologies. So, so yes, uh, that started with, with family uh, and the inspiration of motivating and helping people and helping seniors thank thank you so much dennis for touching that story i mean honestly to all the viewers who are uh, watching us right now please take an inspiration from dennis i mean look at dennis he observed the problem he observed the situation which which was happening around him in friends and family in fact uh, the uh, conditions which he has to go through you know in in his own family and by discussion with his uh, brother he could come up with a technological savvy innovation which is now helping everybody to elevate their lives uh, as per life elevation and uh, helping helping the world to make a better place. Thank you so much, Dennis. And I love your inspiration. I'm sure a lot of other folks who are listening to you right now will also get inspired and look for problems and tech solutions which can solve them, which can help them to solve the problem the way you did. Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, and I have a question to uh, learn on this. So Leon, Dennis could come up with the problem which was very personal to him and, and he could come up with a solution which is helping the rest of the community at large. What was your problem uh, identification moment? How did you come up with Oxytone? Why wireless industry? Uh, why wearable industry? And why not uh, other health industry? Okay, I have some personal story. Uh, for the many years working in the medical industry, we developed very unique technology that, enable, uh, 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 that uh, uh, enable to analyze uh, blood flow in real time and understand blood analysis. 
And at the same time, uh, I just got the message that my father collapsed on the street being three hours after discharge from the hospital. So I called his physician. Physician said, no, I don't know what happens. I saw him three hours ago. He was okay. Now collapsed. I don't have any data. So uh, triage, uh, the ambulance came. They did some triage. It took about 15, 20 minutes. And uh, I understood, okay, what happened? So patient released from the hospital is not connected anymore. And this is a mental problem. And actually what happened, it was a mental problem. It's not physical problem because he was mm-hmm. afraid. And his uh, fear just le- led to collapse. And people coming mm-hmm. home from the hospital, uh, they uh, on discharge, they're afraid because for a week they were connected. People just uh, were care about uh, uh, caring about him and suddenly he's alone mm-hmm. and this real mental problem so we have to give him something that uh, continue connection like in hospital and continue to provide data like in hospital at least for the first i don't know for the first three days for the first week but very interesting what we realized during our clinical trials this is some uh, side story i would say uh, mm-hmm. When we give patients uh, our product, it's, a, it's actually a wearable product, but it's not exactly wearable. It's not a watch. It's a holder. We call it Oxyton Ulnar PPG holder because okay. it has specific placement. It requires some training. It's a medical device. It doesn't look like a watch. It looks like a medical device. And uh, it, it has multi-parameter generate and medical grade. So it's a holder. It's not wearable or something like this. And uh, uh, so patients who receive our product and discharge from the hospital home in, in the beginning of the judgment procedure, okay, that's okay. They like it and they have full peace of mind after discharge. So with whole mental problem of discharge that really sometimes lead to collapse because of, uh, a lot mm-hmm. of stress happens. But people who got our product uh, day before, they don't want. And this is amazing. And we learn this and we plan to make paper about it because we understood that people actually do not like hospital. They don't like hospitalization. And we figured out that everything what they receive in the hospital, they consider like a part of their life in the hospital. They don't want to take it to their home despite the fact that this could help. Very interesting uh, uh, observation, and we, we we try to understand even better now. Interesting, interesting. Favor. I'm Favor. so sorry. Favor. I'm so sorry. So sorry for your loss. Uh, but yes, again, uh, an interesting story, interesting observation you guys uh, made while uh, running the trials. So yes, then uh, Leon, I have a follow up question to you on that. So Google bought Fitbit for almost. billion dollars and this wearable market uh, across the globe uh, as it stands on till 2020 is uh, valued at around 28 billion dollars which might even just explode and reach up to 100 billion dollars in next five to ten years how do you see oxytone playing a pivotal role uh, in this whole journey of wearable across the globe where do you position yourself I, i don't see it all it's not our market. You can, at the same mm-hmm. time, you can offer me the market of avionics, for example, or something else, market of, I don't know, computer market. No, it's not our market. It's a different people. It's a wellness market. It's a different behavior. Uh, device should look different. We are in the market of medical devices. So our market is market of where Massimo, where Philips, where G. Mm-hmm. So this is our market. And mostly, uh, if we're talking about uh, uh, market product uh, proposition and market placement, this is mostly like a halter, as I said. So it's a halter. Mm-hmm. It's for patient screening, for patient continuous monitoring. If we're talking about hardware, but you cannot separate hardware from the soft- software, and here Absolutely. also wellness market is a totally different style. They're looking for different things. And we're looking mm-hmm. for medical things. We're looking for hospital at home. <laughs> no Fitbit there. Uh, did you see Apple in the hospital? Never. And you will Never. not see this in the hospital. So this is 
totally different market. We do not consider our device like wearable or any holder with 12 leads. You can consider here like wearable. Is it wearable? No, it's wearable. You can wear it. Patch wearable. You can wear it. But nobody uh, make market positioning uh, these devices like wearable. Same with Oxytone. It's a holder that continuously collects multi-PPG holder, continuously collects Mm -hmm. uh, multiple uh, patient parameters and uh, deliver this parameter to specific brain. And this brain analyze this parameter in real time, release report on demand if you need some report. And we also develop very unique innovative business model. We do not sell devices. We do not sell anything. Uh, our patients uh, subscribe for reports. We call it clinical reporting as a service. It's okay. a, some, some kind of SaaS, but it's some derivative of SaaS. Clinical reporting as a service, CRAS. So our clients, they subscribe to 10 reports, five report, 500 reports, 1,000 reports. And okay. they could generate these reports. It could be sleep apnea stress report. It could be post-COVID seven days assessment report, mm-hmm. different type of reports, and they they buy it. Interesting. Interesting business proposition altogether. I mean, you're not competing with the big giants like Google, Apple, or even Fitbit. Uh, you have your own uh, domain identified, and you have a very fantastic subscription model. So I love it. I'm well, already sold on the idea. More. I can tell you more. We explore uh, so-called Xerox. Xerox model. Okay. Because for one uh, device, uh, one device could be used for, I don't know, if it's sleep apnea for 150 patients per year. If it's uh, minimum 12 patients per year just for one device. So if they buy one device, they also not buy, they subscribe for the package with one device, they could subscribe for the package of another 12 patient charts. And what actually what we sell or license is patient chart. Device is nothing, like in, in glucose measurements. You take glucometer, but actually where all industry is making money in straps. Same here. Right. You take some uh, holder that generate data mm-hmm. and they subscribe to, to this data, to keep this data, to analyze this data for each patient separately. And this is where we have 1,000% of management. Excellent. So you are doing the intelligent bit of the whole uh, ecosystem. That's great. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. I, I love and, the, and, and I love the big, way you have identified the niche. Yeah. This is in addition to CRAS, mm-hmm. clinical reporting of the service. Correct. So CRAS, of course, is an amazing thing. We're going to be talking about it uh, in much detail uh, in the follow-up questions. Uh, for now, uh, let me move to uh, Dennis. And asking about the challenge. So, Dennis, what are the challenges you face when you go to a patient or even a hospital to pitch your, your virtual assistant, your, your virtual friend? How do people perceive it? How do people receive it? Uh, what are their comments, reviews, and feedback? Well, we're actually earlier stage than that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you're asking about challenges in the healthcare field. So, um, <clears throat> Our biggest challenge has been to engage with the healthcare field. Okay, it's pretty significant. Okay, it's something that I didn't expect when when I started up the company, <clears throat> but now I understand what it's all about. Okay, so number one, uh, Canada is sort of um, um, slow to adopt digital health. I mean, COVID has changed everything. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. things have progressed. Okay, but um, so Canada is a bit slow. Uh, with that, and and in my province, we're a little bit behind as well as some other provinces. Okay, so that has been my biggest challenge is to is to engage with the healthcare field. Now things are changing. Okay, just again with COVID, with virtual care, and all of that, uh, the healthcare system has has adopted that, and now there are organizations that are, are out there that are helping startups like me, digital startups, to connect to the healthcare field. Okay. But it was very difficult for me to actually knock on doors and do cold calls. Okay, so that was the biggest challenge. I have I have been fortunate to to have um, 
met the two health researchers, healthcare researchers, and made some progress, okay? But I really was looking forward to making further progress with the healthcare field. But as I say, today is like, like a separation, okay? Because we've been busy uh, developing our virtual friend, okay? We're very close to it. We're going to start rolling it out in a week or two. Plus as well, it's just over the last month or two, several organizations in Canada have been created that are meant to help people like me. So I'm looking forward to, to the, the near-term future as well as the future. Excellent. Fantastic. So yes, I mean, uh, you, you mentioned a very good point that you cannot go door-to-door door door and do cold calling for adopting technology in the healthcare, healthcare space and people are not just going to jump it that easily uh, when, whenever you launch it. So it has to be a collaboration between different organizations, different uh, institutes and different research fellows who can actually give you the kickstart and take your virtual friend to the everyday, every everybody's neighborhood and everybody's door. And it's an interesting point, Dennis. Uh, what are your numbers? Do you have any numbers? Are you guys uh, looking out for funding right now? Well, if, from a per, per, points in numbers, we don't have numbers. We're still mm-hmm. pre-revenue as well, okay? okay. So numbers and, and money, okay? But as I say, uh, so a little bit more about our history, okay, what we've done. We started off developing a medical device. Uh, we learned the, the, the stringent regulatory approval of getting a medical device to commercialize it. Okay, mm-hmm. and, and that's fair. I understand. Okay, like I mean, you're putting you know could potentially be people you know at, at risk. So I understand that. We learned. It's been a learning journey. Okay, we're electrical no engineers. Doubt. We're not healthcare people. Okay, and and that's part of this this challenge of having not being able to connect as much as we want to do in the healthcare field. We wanted advisors. We wanted people to contribute. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, so what we're doing now is we've moved into the consumer wellness area, okay? We're not leaving the health area. We're just moving to the consumer wellness area to move forward. So within a couple of weeks, we're going to be rolling out uh, our uh, virtual friend. We're looking for evaluators and testers. So the idea there is we're going to get feedback from people. Now, now uh, and again, it's going to be wellness. It's not going to be health. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to get feedback. From that, we're then going to go back to the healthcare field and you say, we've got some numbers and now, uh, you know, hopefully you can open up the door and allow us to come in and share with you. Because what we want to do is we want, we want to do a pilot. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's the first thing with the healthcare field. So that's the first yeah. thing you do is you do a pilot, okay? Uh, I, I was fortunate about a year ago to get some funding with a healthcare researcher and we were going to actually implement in a personal care home. What I haven't mentioned yet is what we have before we have our smartphone version of our virtual friend, we have a, what do we call an avatar? If you know what an Amazon Echo is, it's an object. Mm-hmm. So we okay. just created that for people who are not comfortable with smartphones. So we were going to go into a personal care home and have it evaluated in a personal care home. Just then COVID-19 hit and things were locked down and we didn't proceed with that. So anyway, so we moved our focus to the smartphone app we and we feel the other thing is quote everybody has a smartphone and so you download it and you use it versus us having to build our app our avatars and provide it but we're still going to be moving in that market as well Mm -hmm. excellent uh one of the great thing you mentioned is that once the covid hit you change your product segment you change your offerings you pivot pivoted a bit so for all the viewers this is the best thing to learn from dennis I mean, uh, I have learned so much. A couple of things I just want to point out uh, is that you got to pivot if things are not moving in that direction. Right. Dennis did, uh, he is an entrepreneur. He knows that if plan A is not working, let's better move to plan B. If plan B is not working, don't stop. Hustle continuously. He has been a hustler throughout his life and entrepreneurship is all about hustling and looking out for the options or the plans which work better for you physically, mentally, monetization-wise, and every everything on each and every parameter. So Dennis has been continuously changing the way they their life elevated uh, wants to pro- project themselves in the market. Started with the product, developed a mobile app as well, 
and then because covid hit you cannot uh, reach out to the market with a product like ecodot or something uh, which is also capital intensive and now move to a virtual friend mobile app so that's that's great dennis uh, of course you're going to have success a lot more success i have uh, my wishes with you uh, and i'm sure everybody uh, in canada and across the globe would also love to try your app and see how uh, they get motivated from your friendly uh, voice uh, alerts in the future look forward to it dennis thank you so much for sharing that we story love that, okay i mean what motivates us is yes we want to be successful but mm-hmm. we, but really what i'm looking forward to is somebody you know contact me and say i've used your virtual friend it's helped me you know i'm Correct. looking for that satisfaction as well so and that'll come absolutely it will come. Yeah. It, come for sure it will come because uh, your desire is personal you you can, you have a very personal reason to build this up and this uh, feedback is going to come from everybody i'm sure thank, thank you. you so much for sharing that over to you leon so leon you, you have been uh, an inventor for almost 30 patents what's your take on patents and uh, tech innovations and this entrepreneurship how important is patent for any uh, tech company it depends what you are doing if you are doing software is mm-hmm. not important patent is not so important it is important mostly implementation if you are doing hardware definitely you have to build some uh, wall for other newcomers and that's why you have to build the patent and if we are talking about technical company uh, based on some hardware technology uh, you have to to make patent in the beginning and then to, to start to implement when usually for software companies they do software first and then they understand how it works because in the beginning they don't understand what they're doing they figure out the model uh, uh, architecture and just then they do the patent so this is the main difference but actually it depends on the company it depends what you're looking for i'm not sure that today patent is so important in the beginning of the company again if you're not doing hardware hardware is important but also for the hardware i'm not sure it's so much important today what's important really for company that differentiate one company from another it's a level of implementation and support support mm-hmm. this is crucial today because all all the uh, platform everything is the same again you can find thousand telemedicine company like 100 uh, um, many companies they, you, you cannot recognize the difference but actual difference in support that they offer to their customers or consumers to b2b b2b2c this is where you have i think most of the ip should be in how it's built support and uh, also software finally Mm, yes so couple of things which you mentioned is patent will basically make a wall around your idea it will not yeah. stop others to copy you directly they'll have to jump this wall yeah. right it, it will it will protect your niche whatever niche you have be it software be it hardware be it a combination of software hardware which is again uh, very popular these days uh, if it's patent protected you can command premium over whatever you are offering it will create a barrier for entry and barrier in the competition as well Uh, which will help you to solve a lot of problems uh, again interesting take on the implementation side i mean if you just have a patent doesn't matter right nobody's going to uh, care about it unless and until you implement it the moment you right. implement it you also need to give a support so that people recognize it people value it and people value your services whatever you are offering and uh, that's how actually uh, holistically you move ahead and uh, that's going to be contributing to your growth right. so back to my uh, to my scientific uh, life mm-hmm. uh, we did a lot of patents and any university just generate patents every day thousands But what percentage of these patents implemented they have offices technic- technology transfer offices all this stuff mm-hmm. actually i think less than 1% i don't know exact statistics but i expect from my experience less than 4% not, not is the statistics worldwide oh, yeah It's less than 4 it's not implemented so all these patents True. is just i don't know it's it's a <laughs> absolutely i mean that's what that's what as a patent attorney myself i also tell the same thing to all of my clients saying that 
if you are really passionate about something you want to build a product out of it you want to serve the community uh, go ahead patent it first so that nobody else can do the same thing and you can stop the competition but if you are just filing patent for the sake of filing it and just putting your name on the paper and putting it on the google search please don't uh, do that because it's going to waste time it's going to waste resources and everything i mean uh, patent without implementation is just a piece of paper right, right? so every day every day i uh, meet and i deal with investors uh, you mm-hmm. know like any startup we are in a constant for the last 10 years we are in the constant uh, raising money raising more that's the button and uh, for the last two three years maybe i was never asked about my ip we have 30 patents in this company mm-hmm. never it was asked by investors explain ip what you have there no they don't interested wow this is, the, this is this is a surprising first, surprising yeah. take yes at least in the first uh, couple of meetings then if they do due diligence they definitely mm-hmm. they get very deep inside they ask what is it how does it protect some check that it's really protected and we have very unique patents because we bought real estate on the risk all our device all our sensors are around the old board and all our patents just, uh, support these uh, technologies and protect this technology and as we know you can have uh, medical grade measurements only around uh, this place there there is no right arterials venous blood so it's a very clean signal they have at this place and we protected by 30 patents uh, of different so also design patent for for the device itself but actually in the beginning investors they don't care about patents. they care more about business model they care more about market and today about revenue no I mean, again, very, very interesting insight here. Uh, investors would go deep into your product once they, of course, have interest, once, once you have their interest, once they see the value in the business proposition altogether. And the moment they start going deeper, IP is the thing which will ca- catch their attention and they will do due diligence. They will look at right. in which countries you have filed the applications, where, where all your patent can stop competition. If you plan to launch your product in five countries, do you have patents in those countries? All sort of due diligence will happen. once inter- investors get on bo- gets on board and starts to do his due diligence and if you do not have checks on those patent side on the ip front on the legal front you are of course going right. to land uh, in some trouble as well uh, they will be to and fro with investors too but this is not what make investors excited actually True. <laughs> of course so investors as as you, as you started in the beginning level. yeah you have to improve right. the dopamine level by your invention and this is not what does this job I have an interesting uh, problem I have an interesting problem identified make a kickass solution uh, implement it so beautifully that your investors love you the moment they start loving you they'll go deep into your products and uh, your tech stack and and also look at the legal side of things look at the ip and everything but of course ip is not going to interest anybody at the beginning when we go to our clients or or our prospects and they would like do just don't uh, come for the ip that's our last priority uh, but when it comes to uh, raising much more funds then of course ip can help a lot uh, for any company to grow so thank you so much uh, leon for sharing that uh, moving to dennis about uh, ip investors and your conversation which you would have in the past as well relating to ip how do you look at uh, patents or ip uh, for any tech company who are into stealth mode or who are just starting up well I, if you have if an if a startup has intellectual property uh, i think they should look into creating a provisional patent i mean that's what i did okay mm-hmm. way back when i first started the company okay I came up with intellectual property. Okay, I, I put in a provisional patent. I hired a lawyer in Silicon Valley. I went through the process. We looked at um, uh, patenting in U.S., Canada, and Europe. We went through the whole process. Okay, and I'll come back to the learning experience. Okay, so there were things that I could have done that could have improved the the outcome, but it was a learning experience. But no, I we believe strongly in intellectual property and in patents. 
Uh, right now, what I haven't discussed yet is <clears throat> the next phase sort of of our virtual friend. So a virtual friend collects data. Mm -hmm. So in, in the future, once we have enough data, we're looking at applying machine learning and AI to the data to do predictive analytics. Okay, so, so when we get to that point, we intend to, you know, we consider that very strong intellectual property, and we will be looking at a, a patent with that. And also, just to say, we also have a trademark. So we, we have gone through the trademark process, so we have a, our own official trademark. So I believe intellectual property is important, but I agree with what Leon has said and what you've said, and that is investors initially look at what you have, your, your business model and all of that, but they will look at your intellectual property. So it is something that you need to, to consider if you have intellectual property. Correct. If you are into tech business, where you see that uh, people can easily copy you, people can easily re reverse engineer your product offerings, you must uh, have it because you can no longer keep things secret in these days, in the, in the age of data, in the age of open source. It's uh, next to impossible to keep things secret, so better to protect and enjoy monopoly for next 20 years on any particular idea. This is what uh, you would also advise a lot of folks. Yes, excellent. So. Uh, love Dennis, you you have this clarity in the beginning itself, and you applied provisional, non non provisional, uh, and you had uh, identified target markets as well where you wanted to uh, launch the uh, file the patent application. This is great. Uh, so now uh, we have discussed among I mean a lot of things. We we have seen uh, we have touched your professional journey, your personal journey as well, the inspiration which motivated you guys to start your own. Oxytone or life elevated, be it a, be it a smart uh, medical device which people can uh, wear uh, around their hand, or be it a virtual buddy which can always motivate you by providing friendly virtual uh, assistance. Uh, this is the this is the time where I like to open the floor to both of you, and if you have any questions, you can go ahead ask the question to each other, or if you want to shoot some questions to me, I am here to answer. And at the same time, if our audience wants to ask any question, go ahead, shoot those questions now. We'll be happy to answer all of them. So the, di uh, the floor is open. Leon or Dennis, uh, if you wish to go ahead, ask questions to each other or me, this is the time. Well, with Leon, I don't have a question, but it's more a statement, okay? Uh, again, what, as an entrepreneur, you come up with all kinds of ideas and, and capabilities and all of that. And then you have to focus. And that's what we've done. We focus on our virtual assistant standalone. But certainly we see the, uh, the capability of augmenting its capability with wearables or with apps on the phones, okay? So at some point in time, Leon, I'll be contacting you about your wearables. I've researched a little bit. I, okay, right now it's, it's uh, focused on your prime application, but I see that you're working on adding additional capabilities and functionality to it, okay? So that interests me because as you pointed out, uh, there could be five parameters you're monitoring and could be five devices. And what you've done is integrated it into one. So anyway, so just, it's a comment. Leon, who knows, maybe in the near future, we'll be working yeah. together. Maybe I would, I would love to. Uh, uh, also my question, uh, do you have polychronic patients in your, in your patient cohort? Polychronic patients. What kind of patient? Polychronic. Polychronic patient. Polychronic. Polychronic. One patient with multiple diseases. We are multiple. targeting that. Okay. Again, wow. We, we haven't moved Fantastic. into that phase because we're looking for healthcare researchers to work with us to have pilots. But yes, okay, we believe, so initially, so we've shifted from medical device to health device to, to uh, wellness device, okay? We want to get traction in the wellness area first. Maybe I'm making this a long answer. And then we want to start moving back up the chain. So yes, the answer is yes, we definitely, diabetes, Okay, like diabetes is such a target market to, to go after and, and, and respiratory issues. Okay, so yes, definitely we want to move back into that area once we get traction. Wow. So I would love to help anytime. Great. And uh, so let's, let's do something together. Sure. Interesting. I, I, like, I like your, uh, your company. I like your project. It's applications, okay. is, such applications are very important.
And we do want to move into the States. Okay, right now we're focusing on Canada because we're familiar with the territory, but my brother is in, uh, in uh, California. So we're looking at creating a head office here in Winnipeg and one in Silicon Valley. Uh, but again, we want to get some traction first and then we want to really get into the US, Europe. Now through, uh, through uh, uh, Proton Legal, I'm now starting to get interested in India through your previous speaker. Uh, so anyways, I think it's a very exciting thing with Zoom and the capability to connect all over the world. It's very exciting to be an entrepreneur at this point in time. Yeah, that's very exciting. By the way, we uh, uh, talked about uh, how to penetrate into the Canada market, but actually we decided not to do it because of very tough regulatory issues in Canada. Right. was surprised when we learned about this because why? So what was the issue? Why they did such a tough... Uh, <laughs> uh, you would want to have a guy like Dennis. You would want to have like guy like Dennis in Canada, and your life will become easy, for sure. I'm looking at networking. Okay, I mean, I want to network. I'm excited to work with other people, with other companies. We can work together. Uh, so yes, I'm very much open to partnerships. Excellent, excellent. This is what we love about uh, our webinars. In last our webinar as well. Two folks, one from Israel, one from the U.S., got in conversations and they eventually ended up doing uh, some meaningful, constructive business together. And here again, we have Dennis and Leon uh, exchanging projects, exchanging thoughts and discussing the collaboration. This is exciting for Leon as well as for everybody from Oxytone as well as Life Elevate. Frank, I would like to add that we have uh, good customers in India as well. Recently, a uh, couple of hospitals started to use our product in, in the hospital. This is what we didn't expect. Mm. Yeah, so because our product ma uh, is uh, dedicated for hospital at home, for home use. And recently, they tried, they succeeded, and they like it. So we think to to extend our presence in the hospital. Oh. Well, it looks like we've lost him. <laughs> looks like lost him. <laughs> so now you're the host. I'm That's, the host. That's the great. So, yeah. <laughs> keep on talking. Please keep on talking. I mean, uh, I didn't realize you were actually doing work in other countries as well. So right. Yeah, we're doing work in Europe and Ascom is our main customer and distributor in Europe. Well, so who ask them, ask them Europe. Okay. It's the okay. biggest telecommunication company in Europe, and they have Digistart. It's a very advanced uh, telecommunication uh, platform for home monitoring. And last oh, year, yeah. together, last year, together, we helped a lot in Italy for COVID patients and post-COVID patients. Oh, so you're very international. Yeah. Wow. Yes, so we try, we try our best to help everywhere where it's possible. It's quite difficult. So our next decision to focus on specific countries and currently we try to help uh, many countries because of COVID and our product is very, uh, uh, very uh, important for, for right. today, today. For sure. No question. And it looks yeah. like it's continue a little bit with Delta. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I, I, I got dropped. Uh, when you ask a question to me, Leon, can, can you please repeat that question? Yeah, uh, my qu uh, it's not a question, just I share it that we are working with India. So recently, a couple of uh, hospitals applied to us and we built very good relationships and mm -hmm. they started using our product in the hospital and our support as well. And they're happy, it looks like. So we're going to extend our presence in India. Excellent, excellent. Would love to help you if you need any anything uh, when it comes to India. Do give me a, a buzz, and we'll be happy to help you out uh, uh, on the ground as well. Yeah, thank you very much. And I of course, do. the product is fantastic, and that that's the reason why everybody is adopting to it. Uh, yeah. so India is uh, it's, it's a place with 1.5 billion people, and we still want to make this make your concept of taking hospital to the home. Uh, we would uh, want to have that. There is no question yeah, Thank you. It. I appreciate it. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Uh, this brings us to the uh, end of this uh, panel discussion. Uh, 
we had fantastic talk today we discussed how oxytone is visioning uh, has vision to bring hospital to your home by identifying uh, different parameters from different patients and providing a combined index so that polychronic chronic diseases can be adequately dealt with for all the patients uh, leon shared you you shared your life journey with us thank you so much you also shared your personal journey and the reason why you came up with oxytone in the first place so is the case with dennis uh, dennis we uh, i mean i've been talking to you for the last couple of days and you have always been giving a lot of energy i'm learning from you each and every time i talk to you uh, you are an hustler and, and you are I, an entrepreneur and, 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 and uh, I, i learn as well okay that's what's so great okay it's an exchange of information thank and you. i love that okay this this is a terrific uh, thank you thank you so much uh, dennis and dennis is a 360 degree networker by the way if you want to any help in in any sort of thing in the life you can always reach out to dennis uh and he will help you out i'm sure it's For his sure. passion to help out people and that's how he came up with this concept of providing friendly motivation to the patients uh in in their tough time when it comes to healthcare or healthcare services so thank you so much gentlemen for coming on board this was a fantastic discussion we are delighted to host you today uh look forward to the future discussions conversations post this event